ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy. I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I draft a lot, ayy, and I ain't a junkie, I just draft a lot. I ain't really got a lot of thoughts, I just pack them in a box. So I popped up on this pod, now I'm outside of the box. When I pop up on the clock, last thing I think is talk. See, I'm winning it now, loving it three and a thou. They peeping my style, keeping it now, steadily growing my Dow Jones. Oh no, these kids be thinking they prowl. Oh no, no, immediately throwing the towel. See, when it's different, it's different. Go position by position, ain't no issue commission. As a commission, I just listen. They envision my vision and my division. I'm stealing, cause I be willing and dealing. Find me the trade, cause I'm a fiend. I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Ain't no denying my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. See, I'm a junkie, ayy, and I'm a junkie, ayy. Be getting high off my supply, I'm a junkie, ayy. And we are live a little late, but we're here. It's going to be good shit tonight. We have an awesome guest. Welcome to Dynasty Junkies, episode 148, part of the Dynasty Mm. Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will, and we will. So, no Andrew tonight, but I'm back, so that's cool. It's been a while. It's it's been so long, I I don't even remember how to talk or do any of this, so... (laughs) We just figured let's throw me on here. Let's get this rolling because I got to get back in the groove because we got some great stuff coming for you the rest of the summer here and uh, into the season. So tonight with me, Rocky, what's going on, Rock? I missed uh, I missed Har. You got to talk to Har and Dustin like within a a seven day period. That's like within a three day period. Three day period. It was that's a world record. Yeah, it was Tuesday. There was like old host week on the DAP network yeah. uh, last week awesome. with uh, Dustin on here, Har on Trade Addicts. But real excited for tonight. I, it's always great when I have a fellow Eagles fan on the show. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, I had to bring that up. So. Right. Why, why don't you just introduce our guest, Scott? Let's let's take it easy. Hey, Andrew Hall is so excited about our guest tonight that even though he's not hosting, he's still here. So that's what, that's what's <laughs> awesome. So with uh, no further ado at hutchinson b underscore ff what's up hutch what's going on buddy thanks for joining us tonight man of course guys uh, tell introduce yourself tell them where they can find you and all the crazy stuff that you do of course thank you so much for having me on i appreciate it this is gonna be this is gonna be a fun night um as he entered in the chat so just wasn't able to talk that much um yeah you guys i mean i appreciate you guys having me on you go follow me on twitter uh my handle's the username right there it's at hutchinson b underscore ff and I do content all over the fantasy football community. I'm, I have jobs with DLF and football guys. I do content for them. Um, I have my own podcast currently uh, called Hutch Coming in Clutch. And I'm, I have a big project actually coming out with Luke Sawhook. If you don't know him, Luke Sawhook, yeah. uh, he's a big guy in the industry as well. We're working on something really fun in the podcast game. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, that'll be really interesting. And then I also, I mean, I do content on Twitter and I also have a Patreon. So if you want to check out my Patreon, it's in my link on my bio. Uh, you can check it out. I've got a couple of tiers over there. It's, it's been it's been fun doing that so far. I've been doing it for a couple months now. But yeah, I'm really I've been in this industry for about like two and a half years now. I'm 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 turning 17 in a couple of weeks. I'm really just a teenager trying to make his way in the fantasy football space. Like that's really what I'm all about. So um I really appreciate Dude, you guys having me on the show. That's so wild because I was gonna if we didn't mention it, which I figured it would come up at some point but i was gonna say like if we get through the whole show and we didn't mention it i was gonna be like listen if you guys aren't impressed with hutch let's let's tell him how old you are because like that is just <laughs> yeah. yeah man I mean, age. incredible yeah, it's, incredible. 
it's weird. I get it. I get it on Twitter all the time. Like people like, like I get it. A lot of people tell me on my podcast that I sound like a 30 year old man, which I don't know why. I don't know why that <laughs> happens, but yeah, people are shocked to learn that I'm 17 all the time. It's really interesting. Like, I don't know if it's like the way I word things, the way I talk or it's just my voice in general, but yeah, people always assume I'm a lot older, but yeah, I'm, I'm 17. I've been in this. I mean, I, I joined like a few months before I turned 15. Like wow. that's when I, that was when I sent my first tweet. Yeah. How did you get into it though? Like, how did you, how'd you even get into fantasy football? And um, it was, it was really interesting. So uh, me, my cousin, my dad and my uncle were at an Eagles game together. It was the Eagles versus the giants. I think it was week five of the 2018 NFL season. I believe it was 20. Yeah. It was 2018 NFL season. And it, like the giant, the Eagles end up blowing up the Giants. It was like thirty for thirteen, I think, is the final score. And my cousin Isaiah, he was checking his fantasy scores. I know clue what fantasy was at this point. I had no idea. And I, it looked interesting. I asked him what it was, and he explained to me all about what it was. And I was like, oh, next year I gotta get in on that because it was like a redraft league, and I just couldn't join because it was middle of the season. But my first year is twenty nineteen. And I, uh, I had Chris McCaffrey on my team and it was fantastic. And, uh, I, had Chris Goblin on my team as well. I ended up with both of those guys and I ended up winning the championship on a 13 and one season in my first year in, in fantasy. I just joined like a random league with a bunch of random people. I didn't know on NFL.com. It was ridiculous, but I ended up, I ended up winning that league. And then I played for one more year and a bunch more leagues. And I realized like, I'm pretty decent at fantasy football. I know this stuff. And I had listened to, like the fantasy footballers, JJ Zacharyson, still those two podcasts oh, some of my favorites out there I always listen to them jj Zachary specifically like he is my personal yeah. like favorite analyst out there i've been able yeah. to talk to him on my podcast and meet him it's really been really been Great fantastic dude. and Great i'm hoping dude. to meet him at the expo this year too he's gonna be there uh hopefully i can see him there yeah but um yeah i i, I really just kind of and, and i was looking at other podcasts i was like how easy is it to start a podcast like how easy is it so i researched and i realized it's not that hard and i just put it together and i went for it and I built a little studio in my room and it's still, well, actually we moved houses, but it's basically the same setup. Like it's basically four sound dampening blankets in a corner of my room. And I have all this stuff behind me that I've, you know, collected over the years. And, uh, I've really just got it going from there. I sent out a tweet and it kind of blew up a little bit. That's and insane. from there, it's been just an incredible journey. Like, it's <laughs> oh insane. man, I love it. I love it. Well, this, yeah. uh, what kind of prompted all this? I mean, obviously I knew who you were and I followed you and uh, read your content, but there was a, um, uh, some Twitter drama that came up and, uh, it was the way that you handled yourself. And I knew how young you were too. Is this, uh, it, oh, wait, this, this, oh, I don't know what story this was, but, um, but then I was like, you know what this dude, he need he needs some more exposure. Let's get this guy on. Uh, you were already on our list. We kind of always come up with the short list and then we kind of fill up the, you know, the next couple months. And, and I was like, after that, I was like, dude, just the way you handled yourself and the way, uh, that, all that was the, uh, the football and lock story, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, that story. Yeah. That was a fun yeah. story. Exactly. And we don't have to get it. We don't have to get into it. But yeah, no, no. But I just I, I just really appreciated the way that you just, you know, you basically just stood your ground. You had your facts and you just yeah. you just brushed it off and, and moved on. So, yeah, uh, I, don't, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I don't get into dumb Twitter fights. Like, I don't do that stuff. Like, if you want to start a fight with me, you're not going to win. Like, I'm not going to get into that with you. But there are there have been a couple of times where I've been willing to stand my ground if I really need to. And that of was course. one of them. I was just like. I'm going to stay on my ground here. This yeah. is one where I'm going to take it. And uh, I got a lot of support on it, which is really nice, but I won't get into all the details, but, uh, but yeah, I don't do stupid Twitter fights. Those are just so dumb, man. Social media is such a, 
I love Twitter. I love interacting on Twitter, but man, it gets it can, it can be an awful place. As as Rocky knows, oh, like we're we're the old guys, so like you know, I was gonna I, say uh, I grew Hutch- up like you know, like in technology and stuff, but it just it's not anywhere near the same of like growing up with Twitter and all that. You know what I mean? Like it just must be so weird. And, and speaking of us being old, I was just going to say, Hutch makes me feel like old and dumb at the same time. I've been playing <laughs> fantasy football longer than Hutch has been alive, and he probably still knows more than I do. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, a, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, you must have been, you must be like a social media expert since you're so young. And it's funny. I never had one social media app before I started Twitter. Really? I taught myself wow. social media from the beginning. I never had an app. Like I was, I hated social media actually. Like throughout middle school and <laughs> early high school, I hated social media. I thought it was the worst thing on the planet. And then I thought of it for the podcast. I thought it could be interesting. And then it, it kind of blew up. And now I'm like, I'm on Instagram. I have my own personal account. I actually run my church's youth group and wow. I actually am starting serving at a restaurant and I might run their Instagram account too. They, they've been <laughs> thinking about doing Instagram and they know my social media history. They might want me to run it. So that'd go. be very fun. And me and my best friend, we host a comedy pod together and uh, I run Instagram for that as well. So I've gotten into social media a lot now. See, this is this is other than that, Hutch isn't doing anything. But no, yeah, oh my god, it's insane. I'm He's still in school, like kid. I had, yeah, lazy high yeah. school kid. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's insane. I don't know, I don't know how I keep up with myself sometimes. It's insane. <laughs> I, I just imagine that this is what I would have been like had I started then. You know, like that's what I feel like it was. But, you know, now I'm old and I have kids and businesses and shit. So anyway, well, that enough about that fun stuff. But, yeah, that's cool, man. I just thought you had such a great story. And um, thank you, man. I, I mean, it, it, yeah. it's worth sharing with people. And uh, but even more so, it's worth getting such a diverse crowd on to, you know, share content with our listeners. And that's what, you know, we're really known for. So let's get into it. Um little bit of news ish stuff uh we're gonna talk about well let's let's jump right into it let's talk about josh jacobs and that whole thing right because you kind of you kind of say the same thing about barkley too um you know hutch what's your take on that and uh is there anything that you do is there anything you prepare for is there anybody you're moving up rankings or anything like that based on those situations yeah with josh jacobs and saquon barkley the thing is when I look at those two situations, I it really doesn't change my rankings of anybody at all for now because they're just those two players are just not in power positions at all with their football teams right now. They're both veteran running backs who are coming off big time seasons where they took a lot of touches. If they went to an outside team, they're not going to get the money that they want. They're just not going to get a contract that they want. The running back position in the NFL anymore is just not valued at all. Like Josh Jacobs, if he went out to get a contract, I don't think he's going to get anywhere more than like eight million a year. Like, I really just like the running back position just is not valued enough anymore. He's not going to get a contract. So honestly, I, I think they'll both play week one. And also, like, because when you think about it, they're not just not going to get a contract. It also costs money to hold out to do that crap, to do all go through all that. You have to miss football. You have to hold out. It's a bad look for you. you it costs you money. Like, it's just not. I mean, we saw, I mean, Lev Bell didn't end up making some money with his contract with the Jets, but. It, it, it wasn't a good career for him after that holdout. It just did not really work out for him. He did make some money, but it really didn't work out for him. Like, holding out is just not a thing anymore, especially for the running back position. I don't think either of these guys are holding out. out. None of them have changed my rankings. And Josh Jacobs, I have him as high as RB2 right now in my rankings for redraft purposes. He is my guy for this year. Like, he is like, – when I see him in the third round, my heart's turned – my eyes turn to hearts. Like, I am just <laughs> – I'm all in on him at that price. It's just so nice. There's not I, many recent trades pulling up the DLF trade finder here. Um, for Josh there, Jacobs? 
there's a handful of Jacobs, but they're yeah, nobody's they're panicking yet. Commingled with others. So yeah, there's not really a discount. There's only been one report and it's been like it's a more of a rumor mill. There's if there gets if there's more heat to this, then I might move him down like one or two spots, but I, I don't think I'll ever I don't think I'm ever gonna believe that he's gonna hold out until I see it. So is there anybody then for for this season? I mean, we're a big proponent on this show of getting those, you know, kind of second string, third string, those backup running backs that we can plug in when there's clarified starts, right? When we know those guys are going to start, yeah, uh, we want them. So if they're cheap, let's add them now. Is there a name on that roster that you're like, yeah, this would be the guy if Jacobs is not there? I mean, looking at the roster, I just don't. I don't see anybody being a workhorse back on that team. Like, you know, you, you have your guys where it's like, if the starter goes down, this is going to be their workhorse guy. You know, you talk about Alexander Madison with the Vikings when Dalvin cook was the starter. Like that's the perfect example. When Dalvin cook goes down, Alexander Madison's the guy with the backs in that backfield. So like, they're just so unproven. There's nothing we can go off from them. I don't think any of them are going to be a lead back. I feel like if, uh, if Josh Jacobs were to go down, it'd be a weird gross committee that you don't want to be a part of. I, I don't think I'm going to be investing in the backup Raiders running backs, to be quite honest. Uh, I, I do see a world where one of them could be relevant, though, because Josh Jacobs, even though I have him so high, there is risk for him this year with injury. And obviously every running back has risk with injury. But specifically with him, he took like, I, did he have 390 touches last year? Is that where he was at? He was somewhere around there. Like he, I believe he had like 50, 60 receptions. And yep. I think he had... Uh, 330 carries yep i think he was around that last year you might have to fact check you might you might have to fact check me there but josh Jacobs took a big workload last year like that is a like derrick henry level of workload like that's not something that you easily come back from and like you dominate again i'm gonna bet on it because i i truly believe josh Jacobs is one of the most talented red mix in the league i think he's a difference maker i think he's able to do it but it is definitely a risk with him so if he were to go down there might be some fantasy relevance there I would rather just pick them up on waivers after. I just don't think you're going to have to draft them. They're going so low. Like, no, they're going to be stuck on waivers until Jacobs get hurt. By the way, very good off the top of your head. 340 and 53. So 393. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Rocky, you got any any of those uh, backs on your dynasty rosters? Uh, The backup guys you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Anybody behind Jacobs? I don't think so. I might have a Samir White share too, but I, I, yeah, I, I, to be honest, I, I can't even remember who the third string back is. On, on, on I think it's Amir Abdullah. Is it Abdullah still? Oh, Abdullah, Brandon Bolden. Uh, yeah, Bolden. You know, uh, that was probably like Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, anyone who played for the Patriots in the last decade. Is, <laughs> you know, is there? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I probably have a few Samir White shares, and I guess he'd be the most prominent name, but like Hutch said, I mean, he's he did not nothing last year. He completely unproven. Yeah, I don't think they're just going to give him, you know, 20 touches a game or something like that. So like you said, it's going to be a mix of guys that are all going to be kind of fantasy irrelevant. I think. Gross. Uh, yeah. It's just yeah, gross. individually. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be bad. And, and, and I mean, there's the potential to be a decent offense if Jimmy G is healthy, but I still, I still don't want any of those running backs. If Jacobs goes down. Yeah, so, I am in a startup right now. Zamir White just went twenty five oh five. Yeah, so exactly. he's basically forgotten. Yeah, he's league. forgotten about. So a lot of people uh, loved him last year too. Well, that's what I'm saying. He was yeah, he was like a, he was like a deep year. sleeper for people last year. So, then he did nothing this year, and then he's you know, gone. Remember, there was talk people thought oh, I think in the preseason that uh, 
Yeah, Jacob was going to start because Jacob. Yeah, right. yeah. People right. thought. Yeah, people thought. Remember that man that offseason <laughs> because Jacob's played like into the oh third my quarter God. or something or whatever right. it was. Yeah, I right. remember that. It was, it was the, the most ridiculous rumor, yeah. man. <laughs> Jacob was going like the sixth round of fantasy drafts. Of, oh yeah, it was stupid. I wasn't. Was stupid. The thing is, I'm really mad at myself. I wasn't in love with Jacobs. I did pass on him a bunch. I grabbed in a few leagues, thankfully, but yeah, I did pass on a bunch, and it was sad. It was definitely. I sad. think I had him in SFB, and that was my saving grace there because SFB. everybody else was hurt until I made my magical run there at the end. But what up, Kyle Senra? What's going on, brother? Thanks for joining us tonight, man. Um, all right, one other thing I'll mention real quick, since we're going to be talking about receivers tonight, is Rocky's guy, Devontae Parker. Signing that new contract. Rocky's guy. So does that mean uh <laughs> does that mean they're out on Hopkins or what? What's going on there? I mean, that's some big money for a you know 48-year-old wide receiver. I I, I couldn't believe it when I saw that. When yeah, I, I saw was, that, it was I, I don't like it. It's just like there are some moves in the NFL that you see where it's like that was weird. That doesn't really make sense, but like it's just like overall bad move. But like this is one where it's like, like why? why like why would you ever think of doing this he's like a 30 plus year old wide receiver he's put up like 300 yards in the last season like it just, like what it makes there's no there's no reason for any of this it was 14 million guarantees yeah 14 million that's, they did this with nelson insane. aguilar too yeah they did remember and, nelson and aguilar they signed him like a two-year did they gave him like a two-year 26 million dollar contract something like that for it's, so, it's so weird oh. it's so weird so Bad. i'm gonna i'm gonna transition that into we're gonna be talking about afc wide receivers tonight and i pulled up on spottrack.com pulled up the wide receiver base salaries for 2023 so this is just base salary 2023 um the top five names amari cooper dj moore Cortland sutton hallmark brown mike evans uh in calvin ridley six okay that, that all probably makes sense. Some of those guys had success. They had big contracts, whatever. Like you could, you could make sense of that, but just listen to this real quick here. This like seven through 11, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Tyler Boyd, Tim Patrick. And then even after that, you have Cedric Wilson, Hunter Renfro. There's Devonte Parker at 16, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Devin Duvernay, Jamal Agnew. Who are these guys? I, I, mean, I mean, we didn't even <laughs> roster them in fantasy. And like, it, it's like uh, no. half those what? guys aren't even on the list. We have the top 50 uh, guys. Right. Yeah. That's what yeah, I'm no, saying. They're not even fantasy not relevant yet. They're making the most money. And this is all wide receivers. This isn't just AFC. Like we're talking about tonight. This is all right. wide receivers in the NFL base paid this year. It's just, it's so strange. Uh, the money in the NFL is so strange. You can't, you know, Insane. Saquon Barkley you know can't get eight million a year, but year? you know, have you guys seen Ryan Tannehill's cap hit this year? Oh, nearly, yeah, I think it's like yeah. 40 million. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's nearly 40 million this year. His it's cap wild. it's it's I mean, wild. Yeah, it's I think not, quarterbacks okay. you somewhat expect. I mean, although that is outrageous for yeah, for him, specifically. yeah, him specifically. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's just crazy. A running back who you know, Barkley, who's a franchise changing player who carried the Giants last year, can't get 10 million a year, and yet you know, here's Corey Davis making 10 5. No problem. Yeah, it's maybe the fourth best receiver. I know, <laughs> you know, like it, it just it's yeah. It the is running back fine. position, man, just not valued anymore. It just really isn't. I mean, I mean, honestly, when you watch the teams go to the Super Bowl, none of those teams are – usually those teams are not ones with big-time running backs. And usually when you True. look at the teams with the big-time running backs, usually they're mediocre teams. True. 
Most of yeah. them. Not all of them, but most of them. Well, I saw the other day, I think it was uh, Melvin Gordon was blaming Sean McVay specifically because of the girly deal and then the knee injury. And then he said he's not paying running backs anymore. And then, you know, it's like Melvin Gordon, maybe you should not fumble. Let's start there. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, anyway. Melvin, nobody's paying running backs anymore. So. No, no. <laughs> nobody is. No, no. All right. Well, let's get into the AFC wide receivers. For those of you joining us, we're just doing something a little bit different here. We're talking about position group by conference, just to kind of look at it a little bit differently. It's still at the end of the day, just talking about all the different players, because that's what you do this time of year. I'm just going to run a quick rundown of uh, June ADP. And so we'll start at the top again, AFC wide receivers. Jamar Chase is wide receiver two. Garrett Wilson is wide receiver five. Waddle is seven. Tyreek Hill, eight. Stephon Diggs, 10. Um, I'm going to stop there. Actually, I'll go to T. Higgins at 11. I'm going to stop there, and I'm going to ask for basically, uh, let's call it this year or next year, this year, right? Let's let's call it, um, let's say, which guy's not going to be there this time next year? Um, Rocky, let's start with you. You're telling me of those top six in the top 11 wide receivers. Which one of those guys is not going to be there this time next year? That's tough. Before I say who's not, Andrew had texted me earlier today and said he wanted me to hype up Chase. So Chase will definitely be there next year. Chase will be there. <laughs> but I actually believe that too, Andrew. Oh. But he wanted me to make sure I hyped up Jamar Chase because Andrew's a Bengals fan. Uh, that's tough. I mean, I think those top three are going to be there next year. I love all three Yeah, of those, those three guys. are locked. Those three yeah. are locked. Agreed. Agreed. And then you get the age with Hill and Diggs and Higgins. The unknown. It, until he's Yeah, excited. it's a little unknown, you know, because he is the wide receiver too. But uh, if he has another good year, I think he stays in that range. So I think it comes down to the two older guys. And I'm... It's One is a criminal and one's a diva. So Yeah, that's... I think, I think I'm going to go with the criminal because I think, okay. yeah... I, <laughs> I, who knows if anything happens with him this year? Uh, I know he's gotten into some more recent trouble. Uh, he's also yeah, getting he, older. He also has said he's going to retire in two years, yeah, bring that which up. is going to affect uh, you know his dynasty value, which is what we're talking about here. I know you don't care, Scott, but I'm just saying. Like, what is he going to be? Twenty nine. He has a third year on his contract, year? by the way, so that it's really going to be three years. He's not turning down twenty million or whatever in that year to run around. Probably. The field. But yeah, people are going to remember that quote. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think he's going to have a good year. But if I'm, if I'm going to predict <laughs> anybody to fall out, it has to be the older guy. And uh, <laughs> Rocky, put that up on the screen, please. Akash <laughs> uh, uh, in the chat. Uh, how do I call into What's this up, show? Akash? Akash <laughs> is a real one, man. Shout out yeah, to Akash. Yeah, yeah, I love that, dude. I love Akash. Um, so I'll, I'll go with Tyreek, but I, I, I mean, I could see all of them having good enough years to stay in this range, but Diggs and Hill with the age, it's, it's just the most obvious answer. Yeah. Yeah. The, the veterans are the most obvious answer because another year older, like it's just, it's just too easy to pick that one. I mean, I think there's risk. I think there's real risk for T hands fall out of that range though. I mean, this is like, this is a year where if he does not finish like as a top 12 wide receiver, like, cause he hasn't really done it yet. And people are still kind of waiting for him. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting distracted by Kosh. Um, if he doesn't get in that, like people, I feel like if he does not finish as a top 12 wide receiver, people are going to be severely disappointed by him this year. Like there are no excuses this year. This is it. Like 
Joe Burrow, this passing offense, they're ready to go. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, the clear top two options in this offense. I feel like this is the year where he really has to prove something and be like a top 12 wide receiver. I feel like people are going to be really disappointed if he's not. I think he could easily be moved out of this range. But I agree, though, that uh, Tyree Kills probably would be the answer for me. But I'd, I think T. Higgins is a very real chance of being moved out of the top 12 after okay, this year. Okay, so two, two things. Can I be the conspiracy theorist guy here for a second as someone who rosters a lot of T Higgins. Um, if you remember, he was, he was the guy who caught the ball and, on that tackle yeah. with, with DeMar Hamlin. And oh. he obviously was very much shaken up as he, as he should be. Um, but after that, he really didn't do much the rest of the season. Um, so I don't know that, that kind of, uh, it's just kind of a weird thing that that came up and just got me I think, thinking a little I think bit. Definitely, I think that can mentally affect. I mean, I know I would be super affected by that. Now, oh yeah, I think that's actually now, so said, hopefully we're past it. But I'm just saying that that's a little bit weird, you know. Yeah, when you said conspiracy theory, and then but then you said that I was like, that's I mean, like mental, like because yeah. he was getting attacked too, man. Like people oh, were yeah. attacking right. him, like he was going right. down, like people were really getting on him about it. And uh, I would I would hope it really didn't affect him mentally because it really was not his fault and it shouldn't. But like, of course, man, it like it it wouldn't surprise me if it did. So um, that's definitely actually that's I mean, I know it's like something that's a lot of speculation, but it's actually a realistic point that you can bring up because it's funny and fancy. A lot of people forget this is also a very emotional game. Sports is very emotional. Like, I mean, I play a lot of sports. Sports is a very emotional game. You get very it's very easy to get hyped up in a moment or really like brought down by something. So. You got. I feel like people don't speculate on that enough, and I think that's a really good point to bring up with T. Higgins. That that's definitely a realistic thing that could happen. To be fair, though, after talking about his production, after I think it was only two games. So yeah, he didn't play. Yeah, but I mean that was it, right? But yeah, I'm just saying whatever he did, it's only Sunra. Yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah, Kyle, I was scared (laughs) of something else too. But that's that's for that's for another (laughs) show. Um, Yeah, I was scared of some other things coming up. Um, yeah, go go Canada. Um, T. Higgins, nineteenth in points per game last year. So the he yeah. has not kept up with the cost. And so if you look at who's right there, literally within not even a point, but point two, point three, Tyler Lockett, Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Mike Evans, you've got all those guys right there. Chris Godwin, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, those guys. You could get two or three of those guys for a T. Higgins. You know, I mean, it's. Oh, val- value wise. I mean, he easily. You could argue he's a sell. Yeah, you totally could. And T Higgins, if you find the right manager, will buy him for a lot. And the pro like, I love T Higgins. I was all in on him before, like before yeah. the Bengals dr- drafted Jamar chase after his rookie year, I was ready to draft T Higgins like a top 12 wide receiver. I was so ready before they drafted Jamar chase. And I was ready still to draft him as like a top 15, top 20 receiver after Jamar chase. And, uh, but since then it just really hasn't been like, like he just really hasn't shown up as that wide receiver one and people still believe it. And I do want to believe it. I really do. I'm invested in him a lot, but there's also a lot of risk with him because it like, he just may not be able to get there. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. All right. Next group of guys here. We've got Devonte Adams at 17, Michael Pittman at 19, Traylon Burks, 23, Calvin Ridley, 27, Jerry Judy, 28, Christian Kirk, 31. Oh, he made 12 in 2021. Shoot. He and then uh, Deontay, 32, Quentin Johnson, 33, George Pickens, 34, Amari Cooper, 35. So we got a whole whole group of, of guys there, and you can kind of keep going down the list. We'll get to the end there. Um, 
well, let's let's just look at kind of this next tier guys. Basically, everybody else left on that page there. Um, I'll I'll ask you the same question, but I'll ask it in a different way. Essentially, which guy are you? Uh, which guy are you buying based on his current um, ADP, and which guy are you selling? And so, Rocky, let's go to you first. Uh, which how far did you go down there? I just I went the rest of that page. The page. There. So Amari Cooper. Yep. Who am I buying? Who am I selling? I well, I do like buying Amari Cooper. Uh, I think we're going to get good production out of him. I mean, we did last year, and he had pretty crappy quarterbacking. I I personally think Watson's going to bounce back this year after finally getting reacclimated to the NFL. You know, for whatever you think about him as a person, he's a horrible human being. I get all that. But I do think we're going to see more what we saw from Deshaun Watson before everything happened. Uh, and with that, he's got to throw to somebody. Mari Cooper played really well last year. Uh, he's old, so he's not going to be valued a lot, as this shows wide receiver 35. Uh, so you can get him cheap. You can get him for a second, and you're probably going to get a lot of points out of him. Um, and uh, and he's tied to, like I said, what I think is going to be a top eight-ish quarterback. So, um, and who, who am I selling out of that group? Probably Burks. I, I'm a little I'm a little lower on Burks Ooh. than most. Yeah, I know a lot of people like Burks. I yeah. I just we, we talked about his uh, you know his forty million dollar quarterback who uh, <laughs> who, who uh, I don't like that much. He's he's fine, but they, they don't have a lot around Burks anyway. Uh, so Burks is going to get a lot of the attention. There's not much else to throw to, which could be more in volume, more target volume. But I don't know if it's going to how efficient he's going to be with that. And Tannehill could get benched for for Will Levis or Malik Willis at some point if that team's not very good. And I do not like either of those guys even a tiny bit as a passer. So I think Burks is a little overvalued right now, even if even at wide receiver twenty three. I just I just I I did like him coming out. I'm just very worried about what we're going to see uh, this year. And I think even if he's a good receiver, he might not produce that great for fantasy. And hey, looks like we have a, a special guest here. What the hell? I gotta get uh -oh. this off the screen. Hold on, let me get this off. We, oh, we gotta screen. get, we gotta get the quad box here. The, the overlay. There we go. My mic's not working. Hi. Hi. Gosh, that worked fine. You got the headphones. You'll work fine. What's up? We can hear you. We can hear from, you, my man. From the chat to the show. How about that? Look at that. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a first. 148 yes, episodes, and that, that is the yeah, first, first time. So <laughs> that's some royalty yeah. right there. Let's go. I'm just gonna let you guys go. I'm just gonna watch the show. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Akash, feel free to jump in here on anything we've been talking what about. What are we talking about now? So we were talking about so oh yeah, you don't have a you don't have the he show doc. Have a show sheet. Yeah, he doesn't have a show sheet. Well, he, so we were talking about now. So yeah, it's actually gonna put it in the private. You're gonna put it in the what? The I private just, chat? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, 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 I'll bring yeah, up yeah. while Akash looks over the list, I'll bring up my buy and sell from this list. Yeah, so mine personally, it. I actually think that a lot of people like in dynasty, I mean, well, in fantasy football in general, a good strategy to always uh, think by is zig while everyone else zags. Like, to, well, always like if you're looking specifically, like maybe at a positional run, if you see like seven quarterbacks go, it might not be the smartest to take a quarterback because you're going to get the mediocre part of a position where you could take the stud of another position, right? Like, it's you always want to zig while everyone zags. It's how you find value. Everyone hates Devontae Adams right now. Literally everyone on Twitter hates Devontae Adams. The fantasy community hates Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is a clear sell to everyone in fantasy football. And as a result, I think it's smart to actually buy him. I mean, the the mood, like the, the vibe around Devontae Adams is so negative right now. And 
I mean, I, I kind of get why. I mean, Derek Carr leaving, Jimmy Garoppolo replacing him isn't the best. It's definitely maybe a slight downgrade, but I don't know how much of a downgrade it really is. I mean, we've seen Jimmy Garoppolo produce fantasy relevant wide receivers before. I mean, Debo Samuel was great. I know he was most uh, mostly a running back that big year. But Brandon Ayuk last year was a top 15 wide receiver. And the year before, the second half when Brandon Ayuk came back, he was a top 15 wide receiver after being in the doghouse for the first like seven, eight weeks. Brandon Ayuk in the second half of 2022 or 2021, sorry, was a fantastic wide receiver fantasy. I think he's be. I think Jimmy G's gonna be able to do the same with Devontae Adams for at least the next year or two. So if you're a contender, I think Devontae Adams is a very solid buy. No one wants him right now. So I'd go out and send an, a cheap offer for him and see what you can get, and then sell. I, I it's I want I like to sell this guy more in redraft leagues, but in dynasty too. I just really don't understand Calvin Ridley. I just don't want any part of him. I feel like the risk is way too high. You're paying way too much for him. And dynasty, I get it a little bit more because why does you're 27? I get it. That risk is a little bit nicer. I think you're okay. I think I'm more okay with that one. But Calvin Ridley is still somebody that I just don't believe in at all. And I also want to shout out Michael Pittman too. People are treating him like he didn't just get a new quarterback. And this new quarterback averaged fifty per, about 50% completion in college and is a running quarterback, which traditionally both of those are not going to be great for fantasy wide receivers. So Michael Pittman is somebody that is really, really concerning to me. So I, I'm I'm kind of selling him it right now too at wide receiver 19. Yeah, I'm definitely worried about Pittman a little bit. I have a couple recent trades here from the DLF trade finder. Devontae Adams for Jamal Williams and a 24 first. Um, Devontae Adams for Jahan Dotson and a 24 first. Devontae Adams for first. I would take a 24 first out on that one. Jeez. Is it a one QB or super flex? Let's see. The first one was a super flex. The second one was one quarterback. Okay. Uh, I'd still take the first. And this last one's a super flex. Adams for Kenny Nwangwu, Alec Pierce, and a 24 first. So, yeah. so I mean, Adams for a 24 first. A 24 first. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I've seen yeah, him go sell, for less, though. I'd sell Adams. I've seen him go for less. A 24. I bought one Adams during the rookie draft for in super flex for Dotson and the 111, which became like Kincaid. And that's okay. fine, but not a 24 yeah. first. Okay. No, yeah, 24 first is super flexly. I'd rather have over Adams, but I've seen Adams go for less than that. Which which ones are we just doing right now? Like Adams to It who? is in the private chat. Adams to Cooper, yeah. Adams yeah. to Or the to Google Cooper. Doc link is in the – yeah, Adams to Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Adams okay. to Cooper. Cool. I will say Dawson's, real quick on – Is uh, it Dynasty ADP? Yeah. Yes, it's Dynasty ADP. DLF. Dawson at 33 ADP. is way too low. He's 19 on, on, on Bulletproof ADP. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. That does Dustin's seem super huge, low because I think he was buy like, like that. And he's a good buy at, at bulletproof. Uh, bulletproof uh, ADP two wide receiver nineteen for Johnston is still solid. Like it's still something I want to have share though because it's such a. I don't know. It's a good bet to get the, the profiles of wide receivers who don't really have a lot of holes. First rounder. Um, with really good college production, has really safe, insulated value. And so, especially on the team that he's on, it, he can pop and rise in value quite easily. And then if he fails, Quentin like Johnson? fails. Yeah, Johnston. When Johnston ain't no holes? Yeah, not really. really? Holes in his production profile. I mean, you can I mean, say he catches with pro- his... Production profile, You can yeah. say he catches with his body, but if it's getting him to... Yeah, I'm more of a film guy. I see a lot of problems entire class, and that's fine with me. Uh, yeah. I don't mind him catching with his body. He's not dropping it at least. Oh, he dropped. <laughs> but uh, 
He's had some drops. <laughs> he dropped plenty of passes, man. If you want, because no, I'm more of a film matter. guy personally than, than uh, I mean, I look at production, but I'm more of a film guy. Man, watching him on film is horrible. It's not fun watching Quentin Johnson on film. I get it's mad wrong. at him. I genuinely yell at him on film. It's mad. Johnson's yeah. so much fun. I um, he's a fun. Turn off your, you gotta turn off your brain, man. This guy, um, <laughs> is like a combination. He's like don't one think, of the best, just draft one him. Of the, like one of the best, the best uh, receiver in this draft. Um, after the catch, if not one of the best, and he's also he's a excellent yeah. too. He's like. Super versatile. He's a freak. He's 6'4", uh, maybe 6'3", um, 210, 215. And he moves better than Zay Jones, who's like five inches shorter and 40 pounds lighter. It's crazy. He had an under 40% contested catch completion percentage, though, which is one of the one of the actual worst in this draft. He, he, he was under 40% like last Dell's year. Size, and he plays Dell's like plays Tank Dell's size. He like plays like he should play. Yeah. He doesn't play his size. He doesn't right. at all. Like he goes right. up for contested catch situation. He fails a lot of them. Like he if really you looked just, at, for his size, if, he sucks in contested If catch. you looked at his entire profile, like production wise, you look at his ADOT, you look at his yards after the catch, you look at contested catches, um, all that type shit, you would guess that he's like six one at best. Right. Oh yeah. Like you know, exactly. you yeah, he's not like yeah, he's just not like it's really he's such a freak athlete. He really is, but he's yeah. so raw. There's so hey, many man, like, big big man run fast, catch the ball, and score a lot of fantasy points. That's really all that's gonna happen. <laughs> In that with with Justin Herbert too, man. Like I don't really care about situation, but everyone else cares about situation. So when I'm talking about value, I care about situation. Well, I was gonna ask you, Herbert and also Kellen Moore going there too. Plus Kellen the fact that you have two like injury prone receivers, right? So like he's gonna get on the field at some point. I don't think there's a single draft where Christian Kirk should be going ahead of Quentin Johnson, but this ADP says it should. Uh, sleeper ADP, which Bulletproof pulls from, does not say that. So, Okay. I don't know. What else? Uh, where do they have Burks? I'm curious on him. Yeah, yeah this Burks? is DLF. This is DLF. Burks is 26th, mid-sixth rounder, super flex. Okay, he's that's fine. That's, that's all. That's a good buy, I think. Okay, I just got him at yeah, eight oh eight in a startup, and I was yeah. I was pretty happy so, with. That. I don't oh. love him, but at that point, I just felt like okay, like nice. what do I have to lose? You know, that's valid. Yeah. Um, Pickens as ahead of Burks, as well as DJ Moore, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel, Pittman, and those are all guys that have similar tier, but Burks, um, probably just take those. Especially like I like Debo, but. The floor is really low for him mm. uh, after this year if he busts again. Yeah, and then same with DJ Moore. Um, the value installations really losing a lot. All right, how about this next group? Then we got wide receiver thirty six through fifty: um, Zay Flowers, Keenan Allen, Rashad Bateman, Mike Williams, Elijah Moore, Juju, Kadarius Tony, G- Gabriel Davis, Marvin Mims, Cortland Sutton. So you've got you've got rookies, you've got grizzled vets, you've got never has beens and never never was or never I was or never, never will be yeah i would shout out elijah moore here as a breakout candidate i mean i'm not like i'm not saying it's a guarantee at all and actually i'm i'm kind of like when my look at my dynasty rankings i'm pretty much like on the market with elijah moore so i'm fine taking him but elijah moore the pro like I loved him after his rookie year. Like watching him play at the end of his rookie year, he was so fantastic. And heading into his second season, I was really, really in on him. I did like him a lot. Uh, and then they drafted Garrett Wilson and it lowered him a little bit, but I still liked him a lot. And then he had a terrible season with all the all the drama that happened. And usually, 
situations like Elijah Moore's don't work out when you get traded off the rookie contract and sent away to another team like that. Usually that just doesn't pan out for players. That just doesn't tend to work out. But for Elijah Moore, I feel like there's a bit of a difference because he actually showcased some real good talent. And he's in an offense where uh, Rocky was talking about earlier. We think Deshaun Watson could step up this year and provide more fantasy relevance relevance potentially for his weapons. And Elijah Moore would be one of those players. So I think Elijah Moore, why does your 44 is a good risk to take if you're wanting to take a risk, but just there is, there's very little floor there. Like he could completely just fall apart. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword for Elijah Moore. If we're talking oh, about yeah, like wide receivers, so. you're talking, it's a double-edged sword in terms of like what I want to do with him. I think like not even like his outlook. Outlook's obviously a double-edged sword, but in, mm-hmm. is what I want to do with him is like wide receiver forty-four in this, and then like around that, everywhere else. Um, he is a young guy with good upside because of what he showed both as a prospect and as a rookie. And obviously, there's a low floor, but at this range, we really don't know. Like, it doesn't matter. So, um, like, if you want to have like young player, young potential upside, he's good. But also, like, if someone wants to do a deal and they want me to throw in Elijah Moore, I really don't care, man. You can take him. Like, if that's the value that you need, and it's like, sure. It's not like I'm throwing him in for free, but like, if we're like a second round off and you want Elijah, then it's like, sure, I'm not going to like break the deal over it. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. Because the upside is like, yeah, he's a young guy, but he's never going to be like top. But probably not. He could be, but like probably not going to be like difference-making production. So it's really fine. No. It's no skin off my back if I need him like to upgrade. I, I think it was like upgrade, um, like I upgraded like a late first into like Russell Wilson or something. And instead of Elijah, I ended up doing Jacoby Myers. But it was like... Same difference. Yeah. I'm curious what you guys think that we there's the two young Baltimore receivers are three spots apart on this ADP. Uh, yeah. I, I'm not a big uh, that big of a Flowers guy. I know some people like him a lot. Uh, obviously, most people have given up on Bateman, but I actually think there's a non-zero chance Andrews is going to be the pass catcher one there. But I think there's a non-zero chance Bateman is the best receiver if he can stay healthy. But I'm curious what you guys think. I'm really, Sorry. <laughs> I'm really interested in this Ravens offense in general, though, because uh, I, like a lot of people like over the past years, the Ravens have not been able to provide a fancy relevant wide receiver besides Mark Andrews and Mark Andrews is a wide receiver. But you know what I mean? He just, they just haven't been able to produce a relevant wide receiver consistently. I think that changes this year The all the reports out of camp are showing that they're going to pass more. This coaching staff has a history of passing Lamar Jackson. All he said he wanted to do is pass. They just gave him a guy giant, enormous contract. Why not see what you really have in Lamar as a passer and let him with the ball around a little bit? You did, they just added a first round wide receiver. They signed OBJ. Like they've added weapons to throw the ball more. I really think there is going to be somebody here that steps up. And I don't think it's Obadell Beckham. I don't trust him at all. 30 plus year old wide receiver off an ACL, off injuries, wasn't signed for two years for a reason. No trust in him whatsoever. So it's either Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman. And Bateman has flashed while he's healthy, but he has not been able to stay healthy. healthy. I think that's really been the main problem for him. So I would personally slightly lean Bateman because we've seen the flashes, and I'm not the biggest, like Rocky, I wasn't the hugest Flowers fan. Uh, I was more thinking of him as a second-round pick rather than a first. But I think I'd bet on Bateman, but those two right next to each other I think is totally fine. They deserve to be back-to-back to me. Really? Interesting. I think they should be at least really close. I think they should be very close. ADP. I think, yeah, I think they should be ADP. Um, I don't know. Again, I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but Zay's like 
three rounds ahead of Bateman on bulletproof drafts, which is valid to me, um, especially from what I've seen where Zay Flowers is like a late first rounder, like 109-ish range in yeah, rookie ADP. And then Bateman's like an early second rounder. And that's fine. I like Bateman. I like him more as a prospect, obviously. But um, like coming into last year, it was like, his outlook's fine. Like there was definitely some, it wasn't like flawless, but there was still some upside. Not like he had a bad rookie season. And then what he flashed last year was kind of just a couple broken plays, but it was decent. It was solid. It wasn't anything horrible. So uh, for him, I really think he's just going to, I think he's, you're looking at like a wide receiver three outlook. And very similar for Flowers, but more like a wide receiver four in his rookie year just because it takes some time. Um, at the end of the day, I just want Andrews pretty much. But uh, I like yeah, Andrews. I, there's like Bateman's a fine Bateman's fine value. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm better with his value than I am with Flowers. If we're talking about this, if we're talking about like if we're talking about the bulletproof ADP, I take Bateman three rounds later. But if we're talking back to back, I'll take Flowers just because he's younger, has more value insulation and um, higher upside if he pops in his rookie year. So a couple of Bateman trades here. Bateman and the 212 for Dulcich and the 313. And then Bateman for Tucker Craft and a 24 second. I mean, Christian Kirk straight up for Bateman. Or I'm sorry, Christian Kirk for Bateman and a 24 fourth. It's such a sexless trade. What the hell? I mean, (laughs) yeah. What's the point of that, man? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's no, no point in that. Uh, yeah, that's that's he's, fine. He's, he's pretty he's pretty cheap, but at he this is. point, you know, only health and uh, new offense. Maybe, you know, yeah. it's it's wide open, right? It's a new offense, so every everybody's got equal opportunity to earn targets. Um, how do you guys feel about Kadarius Tony? And you know, especially coming in because I I did not like him at all, none. Not didn't I didn't want him anywhere in 52 leagues. I had uh well I had zero shares, but then I, I got one like late in a startup. So rookie drafts though, none. I didn't I didn't draft them anywhere, which is pretty rare for me. I usually have a couple of everybody. Uh, but Akash, I don't think I've heard you talk about Kadarius Tony. So I'm curious where you're at with him. 52 leagues, bro. Because gamblers anonymous on speed dial. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down to 46 now. So. Oh yeah. Nah, then you're good. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, then, never you're mind. Good. then you're good. Then you're good. Okay. Yeah. Kadarius Tony has. Um. Uh, I don't like him as a prospect either. Um. His production profile was horrible. But um. After his rookie year, I was like, there's some upside there with um. If he can expand his production onto a larger role, probably not going to happen. It could happen a little bit. Um. In the Chiefs scheme. But it's really just a product, like you, everyone talks about, like his targets per run and yards per run. It's really just a product of design touches on the few places he does does come in. It's most likely not going to happen uh, on a larger role, but he could still have a good uh, bit part role on this team and give decent production. I think I don't know when Best Ball Bros talk him like they like Best Ball Bros push every wide receiver up, so he's like around right. seven pick. Yeah. So if every league was best ball, I mean, we'd just be drafting wide receivers in the yeah, best ball league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Calvary right now is a third round pick on best ball. <laughs> That's where we're at. He's and he's like the wider he's like the wide receiver 18 in their ADP no, yeah. and underdog. No. Oh, and he's a third round pick. 
at least this, at oh, least wow. everyone stopped drafting like 10 running backs in the first 12 picks yeah was, at least yeah like that was the thing that was what everyone did until like one or two uh-huh. years ago yeah, yeah. well let me tell you something like back in our day space, that used to be the thing <laughs> that used to be the thing yeah that used to be it the second yeah. we joined this space hodge everyone starts to catch up to us yeah. <laughs> for real for real man but um but like tony tony wide receiver what 46. 46 46 in ADP. Where is he on bulletproof, Akash? Um I was looking at him a second ago. 44. Like he's okay. a 10th round pick. Okay. Um yeah. which is fine. Uh like what mid second rounder. So, I don't really like I don't hate it. I can't hate it. I can't hate anyone like being drafted in this range except for um yeah. Right, except for like I'm trying to find a funny name to make fun of. Juju Smith. Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. Um, but I actually kind of like Dalton Schultz. <laughs> no, you don't. There's a, there's a little bit I like about Dalton Schultz. I, I have That's a called bit. a cult. Um, <laughs> it is a cult. It is a cult. Not in the volume's time. open in that offense, man. Volume, yeah. The thing about volume is that he's not good. But no, that's a, a decent the tight end show. He's a good right. player. Yeah, but he right. produced off volume in Dallas. Yeah, right. Because yeah. they yeah. threw the ball a lot. Yeah, it's not that he was earning a bunch of the. He didn't have a huge role. It's just they threw a bunch of the ball a lot, and they're good offense, so he scored touchdowns. You do you do this offense where they're gonna be? Uh, that's a good prospect, but you really can't expect a good passing season from a rookie. Um, and then they don't, they don't have any other weapons, truly. But they like Schultz isn't going to be like commanding a large role. He'll just be like fine, like a mid tight end too. So it's so like, which receiver on that team are you? Is there somebody on that team that you're uh, investing in? Yeah, Nico Collins. Nico. Somehow, some way. Nico. We got to <laughs> find. We got. I got. I haven't talked to yeah. Izzy. Y'all know Izzy. I haven't talked to him in like oh, six yeah. months. I know. I was just looking. The last himself. DTC episode was like December seventh or something like that. I know. That's that I makes me very him. sad. I, I, I might hit him up. We'll see. But it's a busy summer. Um, yeah. yeah. But I gotta. I think I gotta bend the knee to uh, Izzy. He got me. He really got me. I was saying like sell him for whatever, man. But I remember. <laughs> so. Yeah. He might, he might be a, he might be a dude, you know. He might be a guy. So you know, it's he did, he did play at Michigan, so I'm in. That's good. That's good. That's all you need. That's the same place um, Tom Brady wins. That's right. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask and answer my own questions right now, and you guys are gonna agree with me because I'm the host. So, okay. why is Cortland Sutton dead? Well, he is dead. So Cortland Sutton is dead. Why does Jerry Judy Marvin suck? Over him. Well, he sucks. So why is Marvin Mims wide receiver 49? That's Jerry Judy does not suck. Jerry Judy's fine. He's solid. He's a Jerry Judy's solid, player. but he's nothing. He's a decent player. He's not like a difference maker in fantasy. But how did how did you evaluate Jerry Judy coming out when he was wide open every play in college? He was wide open. He was wide open every play. How do you evaluate that? He's decent. Uh, he's a solid. He's a solid. Prospect. He's one of the better route runners in the NFL. Still, yeah, he was like still a an excellent route runner. He's said. wide open, but yeah, he's just not. So is it is it like an attitude thing? Is it like a work ethic no. thing? Or he was is it never an injury. Or he was what? always What's overrated it? as a prospect. I think he's done exactly what his profile suggested. People just thought that like because you're open on every play, on like whenever you're being covered a man, like that makes you a generational talent. There's more to wide receiver than that. He's a good yeah, route runner. Uh, he's a fine receiver. He's just not like 
Justin Jefferson because no, right, like Justin right. Jefferson is what Jerry everyone thought Jerry Judy was gonna be. Yeah, and like Jerry Judy, he doesn't suck, but like he's not gonna be. Eh, he sucks. Top twelve. <laughs> okay, man. But Marvin Mims, though, here's the I deal. Like, yeah, we're like, talking about mutiny. Like, yeah, well, Mims is a good prospect. Like, he's a solid prospect. Like, good, not like prospect. not like foolproof and like amazing, but like for his value in drafts. That's what like, I'm saying. He's a solid so prospect. Cheap. He's got he's yeah. got good size, good production, good draft capital. All that and I yeah I like it like if you think like, I'd be happy to take between Mims, like yeah. straight up Mims versus Sutton that's such an easy call man one's yeah. dead old yeah. and washed and one's yeah. a, a rookie with good upside and a solid profile that's an easy call yeah Just like sad, you could I love Mims. Sutton. you could give like, me a horrible prospect like Rashi Rice versus Corlin Sutton I'm taking <laughs> Rashi Rice it's not like why do I want Corlin Sutton on my team bro he's awful <laughs> you don't you don't good no. good answer good answer. Um, why is Juju on this list? Does he still play? <laughs> I thought Juju he was is a Lord dead. Don't you lose earlier. If you draft Juju Smith-Schuster, you're done for. And the video with, with the Lord Don't Lose, that was amazing. That video was great. But um, yeah, Juju is dead in the water. His knee injury has been busted. His It's been problematic all offseason so far. The reports that he's dealing with knee injuries do not touch yeah, him. That's, that's why they it's, re-signed Devontae Parker. Now it all makes sense. I got <laughs> that's it. why they let Jacoby Myers go. Yeah, they pick both Juju and Devontae Parker over Jacoby Myers. Like, it's they, all it's a mid off for sure. It's unbelievable. Take Jacoby, man. Why for all the success they have everywhere else, they completely ruin it with wide receiver. It's just wild. they really How do, man. They've got so nothing. Bad. And also quarterback ever since the Brady guy left. Well, true, true. Yeah, but that's Mac that's Jones. Mac Jones is a disaster. They should have traded up show this year. Richardson. Yeah, yeah, but the Niners were going to take him at three. I mean, come on now. Yeah. That's so. That's that's <laughs> the, one of the other dumbest rumors ever. We were talking about um, Mac Jones at three. Josh yeah. Jacobs, think, right? But Mac Jones have. to the Niners. I think they, they, they actually. I think they actually had like considered that until they got like. Yeah, if they traded back to like fifteen, okay. I know it would have been a dumb pick, but I actually think that they're probably considering it. Like they, the internet bullied them into not doing it. That's uh, that's just Shanahan's hubris, just saying he can make any quarterback relevant. And I mean, he kind that's of can. Why, so that's why he really can. Yeah, <laughs> guys, he's gonna make guys. Sam Darnold's gonna be really good. Sam Darnold, yeah, he's hey man, Dubai. Sam Darnold's already yeah. really good. You see how he played last year, man. That's such a so funny. Where he played like what two, three games. And they're fucking insane. You went absolutely. The crazy. first five games was so amazing. He was so good, and the Panthers were winning, and then it was just garbage from there. That's twenty twenty one, right? Yeah. Yes. But twenty twenty two? No, twenty twenty two. Was that this past year? Yeah, he actually it was went just crazy. this past year. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he like was really efficient insane. on like a hundred. And then he saw ghosts, man. You see yeah. ghosts out there the rest of the season. They came back. They yeah, came they came like back. no on the full season, like not even on any split, like. Like Sam Darnold was like legitimately good. Not saying like he's a good player now, but like what he like played. It's because like, he ran for a bunch of touchdowns. He ran, didn't he? No, run that's like, 20, no, that's twenty twenty one again. That was twenty twenty one. Oh shoot, I missed that. Yeah, yeah right. On. But like no, twenty twenty two. I'm talking about like he came in. At he had a couple relevant season, games actually. He and did. he played some right? fucking ball. He played some ball. <laughs> he did. He had some fancy relevant games in in twenty twenty two. Yeah, twenty twenty one. That stretch was unbelievable. He played. He played some ball, man. You know, he was. He was cooking a little bit. Not saying he's a good player, absolutely not. But like, it's just really funny. Like, um, mm-hmm. there's a thing where if you have graphs in like evaluating quarterbacks or like a chart, it doesn't work unless Mahomes at the top and Darnold's at the bottom. But then this last year, 
on a, like a really small sample of like a hundred pass attempts, Mahomes was like here, and then Darnold was like here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending Absolutely offers for Darnold as we speak, here, bro. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I, I, saw, I saw bet like comeback player of the year, uh, for him. Like what? Like for this year? Plus, yeah, no, like plus twenty five thousand odds. Oh my so. god. You absolutely, know, absolutely insane. You know. If you start betting Sam Darnold comeback player of the year, check into rehab immediately. You yeah, need seriously. Help. We, yeah, yeah, need help that. You need help uh, there. Uh, you know, he might start though. He might actually really he well, really might start. Well, that's Maybe. what that's what the crux of the argument is, is that if he starts and they like they, he gets carried to like he can at least do a pretty dead, basically. Yeah, then like yeah. Then he gets comeback player of the year. Like, nah, it's mm-hmm. not gonna happen. Like, first of all, Demar Hamlin's getting that easiest bet of my life. Yeah, but true. also, so easy, yeah. like, Darnold's not gonna happen. Like, I'm not like obviously that's a straw man because no one's really saying that. But like, you know, couple 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 weirdos out there always fun to dunk on the weirdos. Oh yeah, <laughs> Darnold the new Geno Smith. That's oh. what, I mean. That's what the people are saying. That's what the oh. are saying. What do you think about yeah. Wondell Robinson at wide receiver 61? I think that's intriguing. I mean, the Giants wide receiver room is wide open. I mean, it's not just their wide receiver room. It's their receiving core in general. We don't know what clue Darren Waller is. Their receiving core is wide open for somebody yeah, to jump in. We, like saw one, we saw Wondell put up a 100-yard game. Nico at 71 is insane. I thought he'd be higher than that. Holy shit. No, yeah, Nico is Nico. dead. Yeah, he's very damn cheap. No, yeah, where he's like, bro, he's he could be nice. He's not like flawless or anything, but like I'll take a bet on that because he was I think that's the rather have Mechie. I think that's the rather have Mechie. The draft capital was there for him. I would take Mechie, but I understand Nico. It's just for Nico, it's been a couple of years and he's done literally nothing. Like literally nothing at all. He was solid last year. He had like like 21 22 targets per out run point 22 obviously um and it was decent obviously bad quarterback play and then he got hurt so he kind of like people stopped caring about him and it didn't st- show up in like points per game because the offense was horrible and all that but like he has a skill set with some upside i think he can be like he he's big big, big yeah big. I, I think he can be like a, a gallop sudden type of player where he's like has some wide receiver like two seasons in him, wide receiver three, and like definitely some upside in best ball mostly. Like if you talk to Jacob, if you talk to Jacob, bro, and you mention Nico, he'll go absolutely crazy, man. He loves Nico. Mm-hmm. He doesn't love Nico for any like hardcore reason, like the same way that you love a player like like Quinn Johnston or something, or like Kyle Pitts. He just like the market is too irrational, bro. Everyone, everyone's so binary with how they look at them. And they're like, yep, Nico didn't do shit, and he's dead now. But he might not be dead. All right, I got a couple more names for you guys uh, on AFC. One more in Houston is uh, Tank Dell. He's wide receiver 69 on ADP. And I don't really like Slim Jims. I'll pass. Yeah, he's just he's too small, but he does play like how Quentin Johnson should play. So I just love that. He he does, man. Uh, he plays really big for his size. It's really yeah. like I got to watch a lot of film on him. He plays really. It reminds me of uh, when I watched Devontae Smith on film. Uh, he Devontae Smith played huge for his size. He was blocking some big dudes. He was playing physical in college, and Tank Dell does some similar things, which is interesting. But Tank Dell, like you, if you thought Devontae Smith was small, Tank Dell is a whole new level. Like yeah, he's at least he's six small, foot, Devante, but yeah, Tank Tell. Yeah, yeah, Tank Tell's small. It's like small. What, six, six, one, one, sixty-six. 
Devontae Smith was like, yeah, he was about he was like all I know is that my 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 calves are bigger than Devontae Smith. It's not even close. I got to meet <laughs> Devontae Smith in person. I I, got, I met Devontae Smith in person. I got a picture of him. It's like it's bad. It's ridiculous. I post him on Twitter. It's not like there are people there. No, but it's like ridiculous. Like my legs are one hundred percent bigger than Devontae Smith's. It's That's ridiculous. Crazy. I think Tank Dell is around the same age as Jamar Chase. He is. He's, he's a little older, right? A little, little silly, little goofy. So it's so funny. He's wide receiver 69. He's also pick 69. So it's double hey. nice. I think I'll have to right. jump on this train. Very nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. You guys can jump on the nice train. Yep. Absolutely. Um. Okay. Yeah. Sky Moore, wide receiver 60. No. And Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver 80. Those are, those are my pick no. one. Pick one. Pick one. Pick one. Sky. You have to pick one. Oh, Sky. Sky, he's Sky because wrong. he has Mahomes. Yeah. That's he's the only reason. He did a, he's in an offense that knows how to use wide receivers, I guess. Thornton got I, his job taken straight up yesterday. Like, who? It's over. Thornton got his oh. job taken yesterday. Fonte man. Parker. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. yeah both are a no. But there's, if you there's nobody team, else I like down here. Maybe Alec Pierce, 66. No. He maybe has a shot. Nah. Are we only allowed to talk about uh, cool. AFC cool. guys? We're looking um, at AFC I, we will we will make an exception for you to throw in anyone else you want here. Go for it, Akash. The floor is yours. Ah, fuck. Ah, hell. You have a three second notice. Go. Live, Moore. by the way. Rondell Moore, wide receiver, sixty four. Okay. 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 I think I think Tyler Boyd's interesting. He's been a solid veteran. He's just been sneakily boosting most years, and he's. Very undervalued. I think I'd look his way too. And the upside is very limited, but you need a veteran producer. Mid. Like, he's not bad. Yes, it is mid. If, I have, but... if I'm starting six wide receivers a week, I might consider him. Other than that, I'm good. Rondale Moore is younger than Tank Dell. And he is. <laughs> and a better college yeah. producer with better draft capital. And yep. Yep. he's and, uh, even smaller, up. but he plays even bigger. It's every it like yeah, he's he just better in every facet. But it's also they're both mid as fuck. So yeah, true, <laughs> true. But that's fine. They're irrelevant. So exactly right. Just yeah, running backs, man. Like why would you draft Tank Dell when you could draft Jamal Williams or Elijah Mitchell or Damian Harris? Right, right, they're exactly. Like, man, exactly. come on, that's bro. Right. Antonio Gibson, Tyler Algier. These are easy fighters. picks. Khalil Herbert, like Dante yeah. Foreman. All of this, Rashad Penny, yeah, bro. I'm like yep. loving all RB value, like, yeah. Like, RBs are getting like, slipping so hard, man. RBs have been slipping so hard and fancy. Like, I like, I wanted to be like heavy. Like this year, I was like, all right, I think we're gonna try to fade running backs, go heavier wide receiver this year. It's it's just how the league's moving. But running back has been thrown in the garbage. Like it's in absolutely insane. Like you're getting stud top five running backs in the second round of redraft leagues. Like you're just getting running backs all over the place. Like I'm. I'm I'm in on the right back position right now. There's I gotta so make my dynasty trades, bro, because there's really no way that a guy like let's pick it. Let's pick a guy, a, a dude, even like there's no way a guy like like I don't know Jaden Reed or like Jalen Hyatt should be going over guys like like uh, Khalil Herbert or like oh, Samaje yeah. P Ryan. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Algier, yeah. Like no one cares about Elijah running backs. Mitchell, at all. Damian Harris. Tank Bigsby, like let's be hundred percent fucking for those guys. Yeah, like just around the same part of like, let's be hundred percent fucking for real, man. Like that's not even, that's not even a, 
that's not even something I have to think about in my head, bro. No, it's like okay, it's yeah, like those mostly backs. most likely useless roster cloggers versus potential right. for like some actual useful weeks, and that's why I do yeah. zero RB, especially at a thin in position. Dynasty. Right, like, bro, in Dynasty, where you just stack your entire bench, where you have like like fifteen bench spots, and you just have like seven depth RB man, like. Yeah. Yeah, Dynasty, Dynasty, I'm more willing to go zero RB. When I was talking heavy RB, it was more redraft. Dynasty is different because the running back position is so fluid. Um, oh, I had I had Jarek McKinnon on like like oh McKinnon. 30, He's like such a value 30, this year. Too, 33 man. to 40% so of my Dynasty teams last year. Or after what he did in the playoffs in 2021, he basically turned into a CMC for the playoffs and then got he re-signed. And, did. and then he turned back into that. Uh, in like the fantasy playoffs, and I'm like, dude, hell yeah, that's exactly. And right. this year he got resigned again. It seems like no one cares again. Exactly. No one cares. Right. Yeah, exactly. Such it's such an easy buy. Right, before buy before all these guys, man. Before mm-hmm. you move on to hell find yeah. me a trade, guy, I feel like I need yep. to point out that I think Akash may be setting the junkies record for Fox. So I just needed to to point yeah, that nice. out. Yeah, nice. I appreciate. I, it. I appreciate. Yeah, it. He yeah, didn't even start yeah. the show, so that's yeah. good work. It yeah. is. Yeah, I got a head start. <laughs> I still got this shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, this that conversation was a perfect segue into find me a trade because the find me trade roster has Jaden Reed. And one of the things that I want to point out is how we should not have wide receiver roster cloggers like that and move to some running back. So, um, yeah, let's get into that. Um, Akash, you want to stick around and you can critique our trades when we uh, when we get into that. Depends. Um, let's see if she takes it back. She didn't. Okay, let's rock and roll. All right, all right. He's in, he's in. Okay, so signature segment here. Find me a trade submitted by Jared Pfeiffer. Thanks for all the submissions, guys. Keep those coming in. Um, Rocky, you want to do the roster or the settings? Uh, I can do the roster. You, you want to do the roster first, or you want to start with the settings, and I'll do the roster? I will start with the settings. Okay, so this is a 12-team PPR 1.5 tight end premium, super flex start 10. Uh, one quarterback, two running back, three receiver tight end, and then your two flex spots with your super flex spot. So, uh, pretty tight parameters there to with which to work. Jared's thoughts are that he missed the playoffs because of injuries. He's made some big trades already this past month. Um, just made a trade recently, Juwan Johnson and a third for that trade is such a steal. I like that a lot. This one McBride is not as robbery to me. Yep, I love it. That's all. That's that's decent. Trey McBride is such a nice buy to me. Yeah, just stash him, especially because he has Mark Andrews, so he can he can just stash him. I like that. Um, And so, in his opinion, he has a win now team. So we're gonna kind of we may have our own opinions on that. But uh, here's our breakdown. So Rocky, uh, give us the roster. Okay, yeah, so a quarterback, he's got Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance is his top three guys. Then he's got a bunch of backups, Marcus Mariota, Stetson Bennett, Aiden O'Connell types. Uh, running back, super. he's yeah. got uh, James Cook, Kenneth Walker, A.J. Dillon, James Conner, Kareem Hunt. Uh, wide receiver, the main names are D.K. Metcalf, D.J. Moore, Christian Kirk, Juju, we talked about earlier, Godwin. Uh, Dotson, and he's also got a few other guys. Uh, you mentioned Drake London. Uh, he has Drake London on that roster, doesn't he? Are you looking no, at my wrong? It's the Jared roster, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah you yeah. got it. Okay, <laughs> I was making sure I was reading the right roster. Okay. Yeah, no, I think you're looking at the, a different team. Um, and Jaden Reed, like you said, That's and, and a couple other yeah. rookies or, or yeah. other kind of guys. 
And then Mark Andrews at tight end, Trey McBride, like we just said, and then uh, Tucker Craft, K-Dot, and Foster Moreau also has two twenty-four firsts, uh, 24 fourth, and then all his other picks in his future years. So, so that's what he's working with. All right. Well, I'm going to start because it's my choice because I'm hosting. So that's how we do it. Um, so let me say this. Let me first say this. If you think you're a contender, then basically it's all about roster construction for me. So one of the things I'm looking at here is that you have 11 wide receivers and you can start at most five, I, I guess six, if you didn't start a quarterback, but you're, you're going to. Um, so at most, you're going to start five. Basically, six of those receivers, you're probably never going to start. I mean, Dotson, you could say, OK, sure, I'll, I'll hang on to John Dotson, young guy, whatever. So at least five of them, you're never going to start. Uh, five tight ends is too many for that small of a premium. If it was a 1.75 or a 2.0 premium, I'm, I'm cool with holding five tight ends. Um, but you also have Mark Andrews. You're just going to start him every week anyway. So at best, you maybe need like a, a veteran filler, you know, like a Higby or a Hurst or somebody like that. That's cheap. And free. Having those, having those upside, having those so, upside guys attend those nice. Cause if you get a 1.510 premium, you can trade them away. Yeah. Like, so I, has a, I'm good I, with it. Has a massive breakout this year. Like, True. You could use them for a lot of trade. Basically. True, true. So it's a, it's okay to have like those young guys just just waiting and and uh, essentially lottery tickets that you can trade off. Um, so again, that's fine. I would just keep an eye on that and move those guys when you can. Um, and basically, then my my short term homework here is to get down to like six quarterbacks, eight receivers, and four tight ends, and I want to maneuver all those roster spots over to running backs running back, yeah. that we can figure out where we can plug in for clarified starts because that's going to give you your yeah. biggest points per game boost every week when you can plug those guys in. So really, that's that's what I'm trying to do with this roster. Now, a couple things I'm looking at here is saying okay. Uh, if I think I'm a contender, I also personally like to have three good quarterbacks. I don't know if I can trust Lance. Uh, it depends. You might say, hey, I want to I want to roll with him and I'll just I'll just take the lottery ticket. If he hits great, if he doesn't, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. I've been kind of 50 50 on that. I've been trading away Lance shares where I can get some decent value. The other thing is I'm looking to maybe stack where I can, too. So having Deshaun Watson, I was looking for some Cleveland receivers. So the trade I came up with was to trade Trey Lance and Juju, or maybe you'd have to go to Christian Kirk just to get the value there, to the team Big Mac 07 for Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, and Amari Cooper. So the way that I see it is, number one, you're stacking Cooper with Watson. Number two, you're adding Algier, who's really a high, basically a high-end backup that would have a lot of value if something were to happen to Bijan, because we know he can do it. We know exactly what he can do. He may have some standalone here and there just because they're supposedly going to run a lot. And then you go from Lance to Ritter. And I don't particularly like Ritter, but the thing is, it's kind of a scratch off. Whereas like Lance, you can scratch that ticket and it might be worth absolutely nothing. And it could be worth a million dollars. Whereas, you know, Desmond Ritter, it's a it's a $1 ticket. You can scratch it. You're going to get a dollar no matter what. It may only go up to 500, but it's a dollar. You really? know, he's starting this year. With Ritter? No, no, there, there's definitely you don't see upside. Downside with Ritter? It, it's not a million. It's not a million dollars. <laughs> You don't see downside with Ritter? Oh, my God. I see plenty of downside. Don't get no, me wrong. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. But you, you know he's starting this year. You know yeah. he's starting. So you've got your third starter for this year. You're not going yeah. to start him over your, your top two guys. So you don't need him to be great. You just need somebody that's there if something happens to one of your quarterbacks. Because if it does, you're you're done. If, if Lance is starting to get a starter quarterback without giving up. You can get a starting quarterback without giving up a – 
lottery ticket like Lance, like you can maybe you could maybe depends. Yeah, you can if, trade like uh, I don't know, man. Like there, there's a there's a who, lot of teams in this league that are pretty savvy guys. This is a moose league, by the way, which um, yeah. Doug is awesome. He does a lot of uh, mental health awareness and a lot of charity leagues. I'm in a couple of them myself. Uh, our friends Calvin and Hobbies in there, D McMedia also. Both those guys have been on the podcast, so shout out to them. Um, but yeah, there's th- this is a league with a lot of savvy guys, and if you look at the quarterback distribution in the league, it's there. There were not too many opportunities to find, you know, like a third starter or just somebody cheap. But obviously, you can you can always play the Rocky game and go find the next Tom Brady or whoever you can trade for later. I'm just trying to get ahead of it. I just think Lance is way more. I think me personally, I think Ritter's trash. So, (laughs) um, but Lance has so much upside and I I think the floor with Ritter is just as low as the floor with Rance. You're just getting a handful. Lance is not guaranteed to start. Maybe a season more of crappy games. That's what you're getting. I had a similar thing where I was trying to have a, get like a QB three or maybe. Yeah, I think it was QB three. And this might be a team with Lance. No, it is. It's not a team with Lance. Um, but like I was like thinking like you could like make a big splash trade, um, like that, like trade away Lance, but like you can also just trade I don't know, man, like who's like you can trade Jaden Reed for like uh Ryan Tannehill, and that's like fine. That's like, you can fine. Fine. like if you want like starting, it's like sure, that's that's good enough. Jaden Reed's not like a super high um that's, he's not like a super good bet at wide receiver. I just think, well, Tannehill, we're guaranteed that he will probably not even get a full season of starting, whereas Desmond Ritter's playing with the last three like top picks at their position. You've got yes. Pitts, Bijan, and London. So, yeah, he he sucks, but like he, all he has to do is think, get the bro, ball to the guy. Did you guys see Brock Purdy? Tannehill's a better quarterback. Great, I understand what you're saying. You guys I understand what you're saying about like he has a shorter release when, they, when you draft Will Levis. But like Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Ritter, and Ritter doesn't have. And a lot who, of who are his weapons, and how how often does he throw the ball? Yeah, Burks type shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I mean, uh, people like Shake, the ball much people like Shake for some reason. Shake's fine, but like whatever. But Dude, like Ritter really... can throw it just to the right. He doesn't even have to throw it positive yardage. Just here, here you go, Bijan. Here you <laughs> yeah, go, Pitts. Like right. let's do a little, like, you know. Ritter is like doesn't Ritter's have like, to do like, anything. A, he's a decent rusher. He's a solid. He's a solid rusher. Right? He is a very solid rusher. He may. He might give you a little bit with that. But yeah, he averaged in his college career average over forty yards a game. On the he ground. had a higher market share receiving yards in his best season than Anthony Richardson's best season. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but I don't think he's a guarantee to start all year. He probably starts most of the year. Um, who's gonna Who's gonna play? Heineke. Heineke might start, yeah. Because Ritter sucks. Not be like, he's, if he's truly awful, then he could definitely get pulled. He, he, he has no floor. Like, oh, he's, yeah. just a, he's just a third rounder. He's like no guarantees to start the whole year. Um, Heineke's trash. I think They're you can get good. a starting quarterback without giving up Lance. Um, I think you but can, I'm also too. fine with going into the – I'm, I'm fine with going into the season with this as my uh, – I actually think Heineke might be better for the weapons. Yeah, <laughs> well, they're both off. Yeah, Taylor, we saw with him and Carson Wentz last year, like the points per game differences in the wide receivers between Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, like it was, it was astronomically different. Like Taylor Heineke yeah, was much Carson better. Wentz. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Heineke. The thing is, he likes the to jump on the field. He's not afraid. 
Yeah. Jalen Heineke has no fear. He likes to chuck it down the field. And yeah, he's a great. gamer. He's a gamer. He's, he's a baller. Yeah, and then there's the thing that's about this roster that pisses me off, irks me, is there's no – like he doesn't have any difference-making wide receivers. I don't know how you can – you can win a championship like that, really but know. you really can't. Like, you know, he doesn't have any difference makers on his team. It is true. If you want to push the chips in, you can, like, trade some of these guys away to get better options with difference makers. And you can target guys like Devontae or Keenan or something. Those moves always feel really unsexy, but if you make just one of them, it's fine. You're not going to kill yeah. your your future roster um, by doing that. And you get some good re- receiver production. Andrew's obviously a difference making tight end. You cut, you can cut Otten and Moreau. Um, like and then like pick up running backs, you pick can trade running backs half yep. for yep. third and then third trade a third for running back. James I Cook's agree. probably a sell, Kenneth Walker's probably a sell. But these yeah. are all player takes. Everyone has their own takes on players, so I'm not gonna right, get right, of course. Roster of course. construction player, you need more running backs. Uh you need a difference making wide receiver. Um and I don't know. I don't I'm not sure I'd I'd wanna allocate um I don't know if I wanna allocate Josh Allen. Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance, and like a cheap starter to my quarterback room, but I also don't want to trade Lance away for that package that you suggested. Yeah. So like right now, Lance is very cheap. I think like, I'm probably just stronger. more scared on Lance at this point. Whereas like, I mean, Lance is gonna start. Oh. Another. I just have I so many. Shares. I've been trying. When to he, might not, no, yeah. he might still... know. He might not. He might not start. Another yeah. game in his Garrett, career, he definitely he might not start week one. 0. 5, 0. 5, over 0. 0.5 games in his career start from here on out. I'll take that bet. <laughs> yeah, I would take and that bet. I still don't think you might exactly. start the season. Exactly. I know everyone's all purtied up, but gosh, what are the percentage chances that he starts week one? Because I I no put idea. them below fifty. Yeah, I I would too, but like it doesn't matter. Brock like, Purdy's a starter for that team. I, I, I'm fine with, with like at Brock Purdy is not that good either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. Third overall, third overall pick with a great rushing profile. Like yeah, he's the kind of guy that like at this when his price goes down like this much, I'm fine with just like hold it holding forever until he starts because he will start and he'll score fantasy points. Yep. Um, and like I'm not like putting him where he used to be like a like a late first second round pick. Like if you're gonna draft him in like the sixth or seventh round, man, that's fine for the upside because when he plays, he's gonna be a he's gonna score really well in the especially with rushing. Yeah, and yeah. uh. He just went eight hundred four in the startup I had, so he yeah, went Pickett, Russell easy. Wilson, Trey Lance, all all in a row. So. Bro, if you take Kenny yeah. Pickett over Trey Lance in a dynasty startup, man, you need to reevaluate your life, bro. You just I, I would agree. Try with baseball. I actually, I think I might actually have Kenny Pickett ranked above. Let's see. Have you tried baseball? <laughs> what? Have you tried baseball? Uh, Where is he? I. Um, I do. I Why? do have Kenny Pickett ranked above. Really, like Kenny Pickett's never like never I mean, gonna be. Pickett's a gonna start. Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett can matter. run. He's awful. Pickett can run. He was fine a last year. Bit. He cleaned it up a lot at the end of the season. He He's got weapons around game him. Pace for ten touchdown passes. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. There are plenty. Oh, wait, wait. Because we're talking about Deontay Johnson, who scored zero touchdowns. Everybody wants to talk about how he's going to have positive touchdown regression, but no yeah, one's Yeah, wide receivers have positive touchdown regression. 
But who's going to throw them? Yeah, quarterbacks who's gonna throw them. Right huh? <laughs> I mean, I think Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett will be significantly better than he was last year. There will I be. There will I be. A clear have, I agree. He'll have more than zero games with double-digit touchdowns passes. I agree with you there. But he's still off. He's not a good quarterback, man. He was a bad prospect. He didn't do anything. All right, Hutch, get into get into your trade. Uh, I was going to do mine. I wanted to get mine out of the way because mine's right, a big ahead, trade, and go I know Scott's going to hate it because it's like just the exact opposite of what he just said. So perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I don't think this team is a win now team, and that's where my trade, I agree as my well. Process yeah, was coming from. I, yeah, we're all, agree with that. all in agreement there. Yeah, I think it's at least a year away. So I don't really care about getting him running backs. Uh, you want like to make it a win now team? Goes first for something. Yeah, so I mean, if things go well, yeah, maybe he can trade the first if they, if he gets lucky. I mean, the quarterbacks are good, but uh, so since I don't really care about the running backs, I was trying to get rid of the guys that aren't going to have value in a year, and I just made a small trade. I was saying trade either James Conner or AJ Dillon if you need to throw a small piece in, uh, and trade him for I, I did to these DMIC media for Rashad Bateman, who we were talking about earlier. Again, I don't think Bateman's a superstar or anything. But I can see a value boost there if he does become the best wide receiver there. Uh, if it's a little more of a passing offense with Munkin than it's been in the past. Whereas with Connor or Dylan, I don't think you're getting a boost. You might get some production this year. And even that's debatable for me uh, with with both those offenses. With, with uh, Connor in, in Arizona, but that team's going to be probably horrible and not running the ball a lot. And uh, Dylan Dylan being the second back uh, in Green Bay with Jordan Love there. We don't know what that's going to be either. But both have a little value right now. And I figure Bateman has a chance to value boost. And uh, you can maybe sell him. Or if he produces better than we even expect, maybe hold on to him. But I, I'd rather have him than either of those two guys if I'm not trying to compete this year. So that's what I was thinking. That makes sense. If yeah, you combine, I, I think the, my, the, my, the type of move I would make, I agree it's a year away. The type of move I would make is really shooting for a lot of upside. Uh, if you combine Christian Kirk and James Cook, how far does that get you in terms of wide receivers? Does it get you up to Johnston or Jordan Addison? Might, might get close. Maybe throw a, a Maybe pick. you could try. Yeah. yeah. You could try. You could, you could add a, like, a little, little flurry to get up there. If not, like you'd be fine. Like Maybe like Traylon Burks. And a so you're saying swing higher than Bateman, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. think you can get there. Gotcha. Yeah, I think, I you think for like Watson. I just wasn't sure how much you could get for for most of the guys I wanted. Well, to that say. yeah, so, I yeah. agree. With, I yeah, agree and with Cooks you. Cooks higher than both Connor and Dylan. True. Um, true, I agree true. with selling yeah. selling those you guys could do both. a year a year away. You could sell yeah. all three of them. Yeah. Um, but James mm-hmm. Cooks the highest valued, and I really don't like his. Yeah, you could, I, I'm so scared of James Cook, man. I'm with. He just doesn't fit in that offense at all. He just doesn't fit in that offense at all. He's his pass catcher specialty while they don't use their pass catcher running backs in any way, shape, yeah. or form. And everyone yeah, said they were going to because, because they tried to sign J.D. McKissick and they drafted James mm-hmm. Cook, so now they're going to throw to the right. No. no. I mean, they'll throw to him because he's a good receiving back, but he's not going to be anything more than that. And so it's really just – Yeah, no, like, they're not – Yeah, they're not going to use him as a priority. Yeah. Right, exactly. He'll, Throwing to the running back is not Damian priority. Harris probably going to get 200 carries if we're being 100%. Right. I personally yeah. also think he's a very good rusher. He Yeah, huh? Yeah, I also don't think Cooks are very very good out of the back. Out, oh, not Cook's running, not, like, running the, the tackles. Yeah. He's, he's not like yeah. he can be fine on a handful of carries like he was last year, and like 
he can pop a couple of plays. Yeah. But if you give him a larger workload, it's not going to sustain. No. no. Well, and all no. these people in on Kincaid, they forget about the running backs to tight end target correlation. Check down so like, Kincaid. You know, yeah. Where is it going to go? Is it going to go to Cook or is it going to go to Kincaid? Right. So trade Kenneth Walker for Jackson Smith and Jigba. If you okay. can do that, that is the easiest uh, okay. smash yeah. Yeah. Trade of all time. <laughs> They're right next oh to each other. Oh my god, so easy. Aren't they really? I mean, like, if you like, can yeah, do that, if you can't do that, do like Drake London, Devonta Smith, all that for JSN. No, Tim would, Walker for those guys. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. I like great. that too. If you could do that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, I would totally do that. I when I'm looking at this roster, I mean, I had one trade that I threw in because it was just my personal preference. Like, I'm not right now. Like, I'm really low on DK Metcalf specifically because of JSN. I think DK Metcalf is not in the tier of elite wide receivers that will not get impacted by a first round pick. I think he's slightly below that. And I think JSN's actually going to have an impact here. And I think, I think by season's end, it's very realistic that JSN's the number one wide receiver for this team. I think that's a very realistic outcome. You are for not this alone season. in that. That's yeah. it's a very realistic outcome for this season. Yep. I don't know if you guys disagree, but I mean, this dude put up 1,600 yards with Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave and a ton of other, and Marvin Harrison Jr. in his receiving core. He's going to do amazing things in Seattle. Yes, um, so if you can make that kind of move, that would be excellent. Um, like sell DK Metcalf, that'd be excellent. But I was specifically looking. I also am not a big fan of Sean Watson. Okay. I'm also not. Akash, are you raising your hand to talk or are you like, yes. what are you doing? Just real quick. <laughs> everything you said, sorry. Everything you said about T. Higgins earlier is true about DK Metcalf. I don't think it's true about T. Higgins, but it, it, I do ah, think Okay. Okay, I, I see where you go. That's fair, yep. yeah. I, yep. There there is a potential for his value to take a big dip this year. If JSN really blows up, it is it is absolutely possible. But he's um, a good talent though, like he's nice. He is a he's great nice talent. Support. He's a physical he's beast, been, dude. He's been getting unlucky with like touchdowns recently, and then he he made a lot yeah. of big plays in his second year that haven't been there recently. So I definitely could see him crawl into like high wide receiver two, low wide receiver one territory again because he is nice as fuck. Um. But then if he like he's been like a wide receiver two, or like even like cro- encroaching like high wide receiver three, I don't think he's been that low. But like wide receiver two the last two years, and so um, when you're like 23, 24, that's fine. But if you're 25, 26, people start to care more. He was 15 points per game last year. Yeah. 15 points per game. Yeah, wide yeah, receiver 15 fine. points per game. Wide receiver 15. But uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not the biggest. Uh, back to the trade. I wasn't the biggest fan of Sean Watson either. Like I don't, I'm not really thinking that he's gonna come back to what he was. The nasty man. I, I, nothing he's gonna get there. I like the nasty man in fantasy. No, I don't think he's gonna get there. (laughs) I don't think he's gonna get back to where he was. I don't think he's ever to get there. Maybe he finishes a back end QB one, maybe. But I think he'd be top five. I think he has top five upside again. Like, it's it's tough. Why? Because of what he did, like when he doesn't play for a year, like. I don't really I think know. off two years and all the media drama and everything that's gotten in his head, I'm not uh, confident that he's going to get there. I'm not super confident he's going to get there, but I, I think it's fine. I believe he has it up. It's totally, it's totally yeah. an outcome that's possible, but I really don't see it happening. But risky, I would but like, I don't know. Sorry, but like, it, it, it's definitely risky. But when you're outside of the top tiers, like I really want to do everything in my power to try to get quarterbacks who can move into the top two tiers of, dynasty quarterbacks and that's that's Deshaun Watson in the second yeah. round and I'm good with that I wouldn't move him yeah. for to a plus I would I would move uh the my the trade I brought up I would move um to uh I would get to uh and Smith who are on the same roster and I would yes. send away Metcalf and Watson I don't Got think that's it. enough like Watson's an early I would early that. second and early it, second I think that team to, like, had Michael third. Gallup and I was going to ask for Michael Gallup as well I think that team Maybe. had him 
I would ask for my because I'm a big fan of Gallup as well. But um, but I would ask I would potentially do that. But there's also some other traits I'm liking. We were talking about getting rid of wide receivers, looking more for running backs. There is a team here that has two sleeper running backs that I'm really intrigued by. There is a team out here. It's uh, what's the team name? I don't know how to read that. It's P F E I F A O one. I don't know what the crap that is. Uh, <laughs> but the bottom two running backs are Jalen Warren. And Malik Davis. I'm a huge Malik Davis fan. I think he's very, very intriguing for this year. He flashed in his rookie season last year as a late-round pick. And with Tony Pollard, a lot of question marks on whether he can take the full-time workload. They didn't replace Zeke. Maybe they work another well, back. Gonna resign, don't worry. What's that? Zeke's going to resign. Don't worry. No, he's not. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. And I think, I think and Malik, Davis, he up, Malik Davis is the clear-cut candidate right now for the number two job. If he hey, ends man. up with that what job, the heck, fuck, man. Touches, what happened to Rojo? I mean, to be fair, it's not like Malik Davis is good, but like, he yeah, Rojo sucks. Yeah, he, 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 looked, he looked good last year. Malik Davis looked all right. The, the thing is, with running back, you really just plug anyone in. And you really, yeah, that's it is true. It is true. I'm not like, yeah, so, what, who would you give up for them? Who would you give up for them? Uh, for Jalen Warren or Malik Davis? I mean, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm. I think Juju Smith is dead in the water. If you can give him up for one of the, if both, if you can give him up for both those guys, I'd be so in. Yeah, or even Jerome so Ford. One of the add add him into like any of those guys. Yeah, if you want to put like Juju and I don't know, like maybe a late pick that you have a fourth or some or yeah, like know, something like that. If you want to do that, I'd be so down to get those two running backs and just Agreed. have my roster as upside pieces, little just little pieces there. Agreed. But Agreed. I like those guys. And then also, I think using two firsts and maybe Christian Kirk or two first and DK Metcalf just to go all out for a big time wide receiver. I don't think it's a bad idea. I like that a lot. If you can sell DK Metcalf and a first or DK Metcalf a two first and get a difference maker. I'm happy with that. Like, like a Garrett Wilson, C lamb, like that kind of type. Um, I I trade so fast, bro. I would DK Metcalf a two first for C lamb. No, the other way. Oh, really? You take DK Metcalf a two first, man. Yeah. Wow. If you could sell with yeah, if you could sell those guys, especially Garrett Wilson for two firsts and a wide receiver who's in the top four rounds of startup, uh, yeah, their first rounder, bro. Like you sell Garrett Wilson and CeeDee Lamb for three firsts, basically, man. That's that's an easy call. I would I would do it the other way if it was only one first, but like I would be fine with it. I wouldn't I actually wouldn't. Um, because when you're giving up a first like that and a wide receiver for another wide receiver, the delta between their production isn't gonna be that significant to where you give like the first rounder with the upside of being a top six pick isn't worth it. And so I would really try to hoard all the first. Well, um, and, and one of these firsts for, for Jared, this not his first, but big Mac 07, that one, that guy, I think thinks he's a contender based on the running backs he has, but his team is not good. And I think there's a really good chance. That's a top four pick. So oh, I would shit. hang on to that one. Where is yeah, it? He has like wow, Gino like, Dak and Ritter as his quarterbacks. Yeah. So I just looking at, I will base my future picks on just the quarterback position. Generally, <laughs> he hasn't unless had they're first, absolutely though. loaded. Someone like, else had big max first. He has no, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yeah, it's me saying our team, Big Jared's team, has Big Macs for yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jared, Jared has him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. saying if you have to trade a first, trade your own. Try to trade your own versus versus trading that one because I, I, I think yeah. that one could yeah. be a top four. Um, I genuinely yeah, that, think I I definitely someone else's. Contender, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I Odell Beckham, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, 
uh that's like an average wide receiver room of like 38 years old like that's wild <laughs> goaded so. team in 2019 zeke leonard yes. jamal williams that's another I mean, goaded team in 2019 yep. and travis kelsey to top it this off, guy's so. just been afk for the last four years <laughs> yeah he drafted and then he <laughs> just real, didn't man. do anything <laughs> do anything else no. holy shit oh that's awesome it. All right. Well, with that, we're at a we're at ninety minutes. So let's oh, let's wrap fuck. this thing. I was up, gonna man. judge the trade. Oh, Akash, to? you're the man. We appreciate you jumping on. Um, it's East Coast for these two. I don't I don't know about I'm you, Akash, but, but oh well. Yeah, Akash, I, I don't I don't really care about any of you because it's only ten thirty for me. So I'm, <laughs> we were eleven thirty here. But, uh, yeah, let's you got you guys are are ball. probably getting late. So yeah uh well with that jared hopefully we gave you a whole bunch of perspective there a bunch of different ideas so uh let us let us know what happens let us know how it goes um definitely uh calvin and hobby and dmic media man make sure you send them some awful trades just to piss them off because uh no they're they're friends of the show so it's it's all good man but appreciate that submission hopefully we could help you out and uh we'll be looking forward to the next ones here um Obviously, follow us on uh, Twitter at Dynasty Junkies. Rocky is at Dynasty FF Addict. I'm at Scott underscore Sidlow. Andrew is there somewhere, too. We don't know. Uh, DAP Network at DAP Network. Um, Rate and review, please. We appreciate it very much. Uh, Akash, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, I don't think we actually intro to Akash. I just said there's a special. We didn't. We just we just and then brought we just, him in. We just started talking. him in live. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. We didn't even say who he was, but yeah. Tell everybody I'm, who you are and where they can find your shit. Yeah, I'm uh, Akash. You can find me on Twitter at YZR underscore fantasy. I accidentally became a Twitter niche micro celebrity in fantasy football just by tweeting random jokes. I won't be tweeting content at all. I'm just occasionally funny. I don't have any content aside from that. <laughs> it's worth it it's a worth it follow it's good that's fine all right hutch uh yeah you guys can follow me on twitter i'm at hutchson b underscore ff and i do content with dlf with football guys uh me and luke actually have something big coming so keep an eye out for him. luke sawhook we have something big coming out for that uh i have a patreon and uh yeah that's pretty much all i do i do i do a lot of fantasy fall stuff I'm, I'm all over the place Love it, man. Well, we we sincerely appreciate you coming on, man. It was uh it was an awesome show. You you definitely um I mean age is no thing in these days, man. If you know your shit, you know your shit. So it it's all good, man. And uh you can definitely blame Akash for for jumping in on your spotlight here, man. But um, <laughs> we 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 appreciated him coming on too. So man, I thought I thought that, that was fun. That was just kind of a last minute thing there. So that was really cool, man. So Having you guys was awesome. We appreciate it. Shout out to Senra and Walker and all the homies in the chat. We appreciate you guys. And with that, we're going to get out of here. Junkies out. Peace.